which is a founding local on founding radio. This is show 35 for Sunday, the 1st of July. And I'm going to dare say it, yes, I think the summer has actually arrived. It's wonderful, isn't it? And uh, on this particular show, we're going to be featuring bands that are playing at this year's founding arts festival in its new location of uh, Folly Park behind the SO petrol station. Well, that's one way to describe it. Anyway, George, just below the cricket and rugby ground. Sounds nicer that way, doesn't it, really? Describe it in that particular fashion. Um, we shall be uh, operating next weekend, Saturday, Friday, 6th and 7th of July. Hope you're all, or as many of you, are going to attend to, to this wonderful new event, or new uh, re-energised event, maybe that might be the way of putting it. And I say all the music uh, in today's show are going to be f- from bands that are going to be featuring at that event. And we're going to start off with a band called the Original Rabbit Foot Spasm Band. Great name for a band, really, isn't it? Anyway, it's a track in there, it's called Pirates. <laughs> Rabbitfoot Spasm Band, who are playing on one of the days at the Farringdon Arts Festival. I'm not too sure which day they're playing, but if you buy a programme, it'll all be in there. I think the programmes are is available around a number of places in town. Um, the Portwell Angel definitely uh, would be uh, having some of the programmes. £2, and uh, all, the, all the money goes towards funding this event, because obviously it does need money to fund it, otherwise we don't have it next year. We want it next year, don't we? Finally, we want it just to keep going and going and going, really, don't we? Anyway, that was one of the bands that are playing, so all the music today's show are from bands that are playing at the event. Anyway, in today's show, uh, our first interview, uh, I went up to the Farringdon Academy, or as it's called, the Farringdon Academy of Schools, because all three schools in Farringdon have all joined together to form one academy. And uh, it's all, you know, it could be a bit controversial, I know, because you know, the whole subject of academies is um, quite a political subject, really. So I went up and had a word, had a word, had an interview proper, good, lengthy interview, 
a very informative interview with uh, Bob Winteringham, who's chairman of the board of directors. Uh, and he put me in the picture as to what was happening, how the new academy is plural, is operating, what they're hoping to achieve, and how they're pulling it together. So let's go to our interview with Bob Wintringham. Well, this afternoon I'm with Bob Wintringham, who's chairman of the board of directors of the Farringdon Academy of Schools, plural, which is, uh, well, all C3 schools, isn't it? The junior school, the infant school, and, and, the, community and the community college. Correct. And, uh, well, it's been established now, April, yeah. so everything's hunky-dory and everything's running well then, is it? Or is I that... <laughs> well, obviously, we, it's, it's early days. Early days, of um, course. But yes. we spend uh, a lot of time uh, looking at just what is the vision for the academy, what direction on the table. Mm-hmm. But of course, it's been established since April, but this has been two years in the coming. So Quite a lot of preparation. We've, we've, we've worked together a lot. Um, yes. And one of the strengths of the academy, I think, is the fact that the three schools historically worked together very well mm. over a, a good number of years. So what we're really doing is cementing that relationship right. and taking that ne- next phase forward. So, just to expand on that, the advantages of it being three three school academy um, is, is consistency in a number of areas of activity work. So, how would yeah. you give, what sort of examples could we be looking at that that perhaps you know as things eventually come together and work, we might you know see what would be different. Well, certainly from. Uh, it's important to understand that when we, we, we decided to become an academy, it was after consultation, not just with parents, obviously, in the local, local community, but also with all of the staff. Mm-hmm. And all the staff in all three schools were very much for what we were doing. Right. So okay. obviously they recognised, as we did, the benefits of doing it. For example, all through the curriculum. We can see that by having a curriculum that starts from in the nursery school right the way through to sixth form, mm-hmm. and, and if we can streamline that and consolidate that as we hope to do, mm-hmm. plus the fact we can use uh, personal staff development for right. all the teachers yes. in a common way across schools, we can really start to, to make a difference in terms of education for students and mm-hmm. we can start to benefit from some of the good practices that have been happening in each of the three schools, we can spread those across all three schools. So yeah. that, so that from the teaching point of view is where we, we see benefits, but, but there's the obvious ones mm-hmm. of economies of scale. Quite. Okay. When, when we have a backroom support and a fairly comprehensive backroom support in, in the community college, not so much so in the junior and infant schools, mm-hmm. one of the benefits we see is being able to spread that support across three schools and allow the head teachers mm-hmm. to get on with the key job in hand, which mm-hmm. is all about teaching and learning. But there are still three head teachers, Absolutely. three board of governors for each school. We've retained three local governing bodies. Okay. The three local governing bodies actually report through to the board of directors. Okay. And the chair of each of the of the local governing bodies is actually a director on the on the main board right. as well. Okay. So we have a, a good depth of skill yeah. and experience. Yeah. And we have a good level of representation at the um, at the board. Yeah. If in three or five years' time somebody was to come back, maybe an ex-teacher or something, or a group of ex-pupils, and they spent some time here or collectively here, what do you think they would be seeing different that perhaps they didn't see mm-hmm. a year ago, even for example? Well, it, it, you know, this isn't going to be a revolution. This mm. is about evolution. As yeah. I said, it's something that's taken a while coming. So we expect to see the same level of development, but probably accelerated. Because once you're actually working together in a formal way, such as we are now, I think mm-hmm. we, can, we can examine some of the benefits, just as staff are doing now. We've already got groups of staff mm-hmm. looking to see, in their various department areas, how we can improve. So what you're going to see is that level of cohesion across the whole of the academy. Right. But what you won't see is a kind of an amorphous block. You're not mm-hmm. going to see 
a, a difficulty of understanding which is the junior school, which is the infant school. So we want to keep the identity. identity. We quite, think that's yeah. important. Yes. So parents need not worry that we're going to sort of make every school exactly the same. Okay. I think the schools will need to retain that, and they will always have that. Mm. But I think that the, 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 com the comprehensive use of, of, of all of the skills across all three academies will have benefits simply because we can actually use the resources that we yeah. have uh, far more concentrated and focused on those areas that will make the difference across three schools. Right. And I think we haven't really yet touched the, the amount of, of, of um, benefits that we can make yet. And I think well, that's the early days, isn't it? Absolutely. That's, that's I, think, I think the working three, together three, three, will, will, will actually yeah. start to, to make that difference. So it'd be great for you and I to have this conversation in a year's time and ask them the Good. same thing. We'll be back, we'll be back. <laughs> but just looking ahead, I mean, there was um, obviously there's been a lot of political talk about academies and where <clears> they fit into it and the government pushing it through or, yeah. or whatever. One of the issues. I seem to pick up is the, is the potential that some schools could almost like put a fence around themselves saying this is us, this is our money, this is how we're doing things and you lot out there that didn't go to academies, you're on the outside. Mm. How are you working with your partners and your feeder schools if that's the right term? How is that fitting into your, your new outlook? Right. Well, we're, we're keen to, to say to all of our feeder schools, because obviously there are more schools feeders than the, mm -hmm. the, two, the two schools which feed the community college, should say the two schools that are part of the academy. We're saying to them that we want to continue with the partnerships we have. If anything, we want to, we want to enhance them. Mm -hmm. So we want to continue working together. We absolutely do not want to build walls around the academy sure. okay. and, and preclude everybody else. We recognise that, that we have a number of schools. In fact, there are 20-odd schools actually feed the community college. That many, is there? Yes. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't so aware. there's lots of schools outside yeah. of our catchment right, area okay. where parents send, send their children here. Yeah. We want to make sure that all of those children feel that this, you know, this is a mm. good place to go. So we consider those students as really our future students. Mm. So we, we, look, we want to look after those students as well. So there's no way we want to disadvantage those students. So anything that the academy is able to do in terms of improved performance or, or skills or provision that it can make, which can benefit some of those feeder schools, we're more than happy to share that, those, those resources and those experiences with, with, with those schools. And so our partnership schools, incidentally, our, our partnership, our wider partnership, has always been extremely strong and continues to be so. And during, through the whole of the consultation process with, for the academy, we've spoken to all those schools mm -hmm. extensively, so they know exactly what's going on. They don't feel threatened. Okay. They feel they're still part of the greater family as we'd want them to be. Could there be any scope for... I'll say empire building, that'd be the wrong term, but could, 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 the, could in a few years' time technically be founding uh, academies even bigger? Could it be consist, could it technically Most consist of five, six schools? Yeah. Um, uh, education at the moment is probably going through its biggest period of change for maybe 20, more than 25 years, certainly mm -hmm. more than I've been associated with it. And sometimes it feels like it's changing on a daily basis. Uh, yes. So, <laughs> yeah, so I do so, get that feeling sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Even from my outside, I say my yeah. knowledge on the outside, yeah. I get that feeling. Yeah. So we want to continue working with, with schools, and, we, mm. and we, we want to continue talking to them. And whatever is right for those schools and for ourselves, mm. we're not. We wouldn't put anything. You know, we wouldn't say anything is taboo. We can't have this conversation. Right. It, and if the academy does expand in, in the future, uh, we, we certainly wouldn't resist that. But we'd want to make sure, mm. obviously, that we don't um, throw away the very thing that we, mm. we have gained by joining together. So uh, there's probably a finite limit to how many schools you'd want in a, sure. in a single yeah. academy trust. Yeah. Uh, but we're certainly happy, more than happy to talk to our schools how we should work together. And as you know more about how academies work, 
Um, it isn't just about having single multi-academy trusts. It's quite mm. possible to have two multi-academy trusts which work together under, under an umbrella trust. Right, yeah. So yeah. virtually the, the, the amount of cooperation and partnership schools can have is only limited by your own imagination. Yes, Because yes. all of it is possible. It's like becoming a, a different education, local education authority by default. And there's yeah. another one setting up... I don't know, is that good or I don't know, well, only time will tell well, us, um, really, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I think having, having this level of, of local input, I think is valuable. I think mm. this, this school has benefited from that and I've wanted to continue to do that. Mm. I think local people feel, feel good about the fact that they, they themselves yes. have a control over, have a say over how their education system works. And, that's, and if, if I was to put into to words uh, what is the main reason why we became an academy, it's about self-determination. Right. We okay. want the local people to determine mm. what's right, what's it, what education is needed for our local area. And I mm -hmm. think that the academy is able to provide that. Okay, well thanks very much for your time. I think that uh, definitely explains it and clears a few things for me anyway. Okay. And it does for our listeners as well. Yeah, thanks Sean. Thank you. Okay, bye. Well, I hope that put, uh, puts things into perspective and people, and you've got a, a great understanding now what the Farringdon Academy of Schools is all about and how they're, how they're going to work into what they're aiming to achieve. And um, actually, there is a, there's an extra thing there with about the Farringdon Academy, or as it was, Farringdon Upper School or Tollington School, I think historically as well, uh, well before my time, before I came to Farringdon. Um, but there's, uh, what's it called? There's a, an alumni day. On such open day on the 14th of July, Saturday the 14th of July, uh, Farringdon Community College, which obviously it's now its current proper name, and its school is open to all former pupils, staff, and members of the community to come and see what's happening in the department throughout 2012. Uh, just come up and help them celebrate 50 years. And if you want to get in touch, I'm sure there's something on their website as well, and we'll have a link on our uh, on our page to their website. And they're just encouraging you know people uh, to go up and find out themselves. So uh, if that's not enough, if that interview is not enough to put you in the picture, and you're interested and you want to find out a little bit more about the Farringdon Academies, uh, then uh, do get in touch with them and go along. That's uh, Saturday the 14th of July. Okay, we're going to go to our uh, second track now, and. Uh, in fact, uh, some of our regular listeners, in fact, whether you're a regular listener or not, because I think you, you might recognise part of this song anyway. I uh, say so one of a number of bands playing at the Farringdon Arts Festival uh, next weekend. Uh, this band, I know, are playing on Sunday afternoon at about three o'clock, I think it is. This is Mammoth and the Drum, and again, one more time. It's easier to live a lie when you got a job 
and you get paid. We get a home for our families, we've got them money to buy them food. So be one more time. That's a good reason. One more time. chance to show off your talent? If you can sing, play an instrument, tell jokes or perform politically incorrect conjuring tricks, then our Beat the Shark Tank open mic night may be just what you're looking for. Stay on that stage without getting booed off for at least 20 seconds and you could be enjoying rapturous applause, free beer, recreational drugs and offers of casual sex. Make a complete ass of yourself however and guess what? fun, bring your talent along and try your luck at the Beat the Shark Tank Open Mic Night. It all happens on the first Sunday night of the month, every month, at the Abuse of the Liver Real Ale Cellar Bar, Market Street, Farringdon, Oxfordshire. Well, uh, before the advert there, we had uh, Mammoth and the Drum with a song of theirs called Again One More Time. And Mammoth and the Drum were playing yesterday, uh, between the rain, luckily, uh, Farringdon's Party in the Park in Tucker Park in Farringdon, where the football ground is. And um, a great event, despite the weather, or the intermittent weather. In fact, it was quite warm and sunny at some stages. Well, maybe it wasn't warm, but it was sunny anyway at some stages. And uh, there were a number of bands on, loads of bands playing. Uh, Lucky Generals, uh, Zen Pigs, uh, Kiff, and uh, oh, Love Eat. No, not Love Eat or anything. Uh, Eat, Love, Sing. Who, uh, I've just got a new release out called American Hero, and that will be on uh, next week's so on our, on our next show as well. Um, but while we're there, I organized, I chatted to one of the it wasn't one of the organisers, but somebody who was very closely involved with it because the whole event yesterday in Tucker Park was all part and parcel of raising funds for the REF Benevolent Fund, and uh, they had a stall at the event, obviously, and because uh, they want to promote what they do. And I managed to have a uh, grab a few words with Brian Kettle, who's the area representative for the REF Benevolent Fund in this area. So uh, we'll go to that interview with Brian now, who I managed to catch and take away from the noise and the rain as we hid underneath a tree until it began raining even more. Well, this afternoon at Party in the Park in Tucker Park in Farringdon, where unfortunately it's just started raining again. Uh, which is a great shame because it's a uh, well-organised event, great, great day. And I'm here with Brian Kettle, who's the um, 
the area representative for the Royal Air Force Benevolent Fund, because this event is is designed to raise funds for the Benevolent Fund. Is that right? Brian? It is. Yes, um, we've been asked along today to support the event, mm -hmm. or or at least put the brand on show. Right. Okay. Um, <coughs> to uh, support Farringdon Football Club that have trying to form a relationship with RAF Bryce North. Sure. Um, okay. Because you know RAF Bryce North, biggest air force. Yeah. Yeah. Unit yeah. Unit uh, around. Yeah. Uh, and eventually about a fifth of the Air Force are actually going to be stationed there. So really? I think it's an ideal opportunity to actually show what the Benevolent Fund are about. Yeah. Um, we're basically the leading welfare charity. So, that's what's just, so what does it consist of then, the Benevolent Fund, and who has access to it? And The Benevolent Fund on? is there to support anybody that really has a connection with the Royal Air Force, okay. past and present. Right. Uh, so that's anything from the current servicemen, uh, ex-servicemen, wives, husbands, oh, widows, right. okay. widowers and yeah. dependent children um, up to the age of 18. And what and sort, of, of, uh, what sort of services do you provide for people? Anything any think where there was a, a genuine welfare uh, need hmm. uh, and that could range from anything with assistance with travel. Oh uh, right, so financial child, as well then? Indeed, yeah. yeah. One thing we can't do is pay off debt. No. Um, no. But we can assist in various ways with you know, help with debt by putting them in touch and paying for um, citizens' advice. Council and that sort of thing. Exactly. Is that, yeah. Does yeah. it also deal with people who, you know, maybe um, coming back from Afghanistan or Iran or whatever, or Iraq? Sorry. It all depends if there is a need, uh, basically. Uh, but yes, if there is a, an operational injury, for example, we right. have a, an operational grant, and if sadly the individual has to, to leave the Air Force because of their injuries, mm. uh, then, you know, we're there at the front to uh, assist them with the transition into civilian Right, into okay. civilian And life. today, how's it been today for you? I mean, Very it's a bit, good. Is it? Oh, with, with the mixed yes, weather? Yes, indeed. Yeah, even with the weather. I mean, a little bit of rain actually brings people into the marquee, oh, mainly right, to okay. shelter, but yeah, yeah. whilst they're there, we try and take a few pounds off yeah, them, yeah. if you like. You, you lock, lock the doors, lock them in, don't go out until yeah, the court's open. Basically, yeah, basically, yeah, uh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Good. But it's not just your uh, marquee, I mean, the whole event um, inside the bar, well, not maybe at the bar, but there's money from the whole event going towards uh, From, benevolent from what I believe, yeah, yeah, that is correct. So okay. uh, we won't be able to give you a, a full total as to, to no. what the event has raised today, but, but certainly on the marquee alone, We've taken in the region of probably five to six hundred pounds. Wow, that's a lot which of money inside your market. Fantastic yeah. effort. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. thanks to the people of Farringdon coming out and supporting events such as Great. this. That's wonderful. Well, thanks for your time, Brian. Really appreciate Not that. No problem. Let at you all. get back. It's raining again, yeah, so indeed. you might have people locked inside your marquee. <laughs> the wife can sort them out. All right. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Well, I'd just like to say uh, thank you to uh, uh, David and Dawn and David, I think, again. I think it might be another Dave as well, also on, on sound as well. In fact, loads of people. Too many people, really. I, can't, I, I, I lost count as to who I should be thanking, really, for yesterday's event. Because uh, despite the weather, they, they seemed to stick it out throughout the whole evening, uh, right up till uh, 11 o'clock, which I think it was Kiff playing right at the end there. Um, uh, despite the weather, and I say do despite the weather, because sometimes it was torrential downpour there. And uh, people hid, uh, a number of people squashed underneath that uh, that sound tent where the sound people were, covered everything up with plastic sheets, etc. And uh, despite that, they managed to keep things going, which was great news, really. Wonderful, managed to keep it going in that weather. A bit like Farrington's Mini Glastonbury, really, wasn't it, in a way? Although we didn't need our Wellingtons because it dried out again, but then got wet again, but then dried out again. Etc. 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 Anyway, that was a great. Uh, it was a great day there, and uh, well, well done to all of them. And uh, it's great that uh, uh, some good funds, a uh, substantial amount of funds, raised for the RAF benevolent, benevolent fund. And um, 
fact, I wasn't aware how big Bryce Norton is going to be coming. I know a line had closed and everybody's moved up from there, but uh, going to about what a fifth of what the uh, RAF uh, consists of is going to be based in the uh, uh, Bryce Norton, which obviously is going to be a, a spillover to ourselves, really, isn't it? Which uh, is very relevant, very relevant to actually how things are going to develop in this area. Which is very relevant in a link to uh, next week's show or next week's show, our next show, because we've got the town mayor. Uh, Mike Wise on the show uh, uh, talking about we just did the interview but uh, we, we're not going to put it in this week's show we're going to put it in the next show instead but talking about town development and how things are going to develop over the years education uh, town infrastructure uh, etc and it's all a big consultation exercise at the state at this stage very important consultation process where and the public have very keenly urged to get involved with this there are a number of ways to get involved with this. And um, in anticipation of next week's show, if you wanted to look on www.farringdonplanwebs.com, uh, that's farringdonplanwebs.com, you'll find a bit more detail about that or just a link from Farringdon um, Town Council website will take you there as well. Because uh, I say, I can't stress this enough, there's a very extensive consultation process going on and the town council are very keen to make sure and are required by legislation to ensure that this new town neighbourhood plan reflects what people in town in Farringdon want and uh, so that's very relevant to uh, how things are going to be over the next I think 15 years up to 2029 or or some sort of that, that length of time anyway um, so please come back to our next show and we'll uh, got, got a very good interview there with Mike Wise uh, who'll be back with us? Uh, uh, I said, not back with us. We're talking about. We've done the interview. He's not going to come back. He's done it. <laughs> but we'll be relaying that interview uh, in our next show. Okay. Well, I think it's time for a bit of a roundup of things that are going on in the area. If you want to get out and about and uh, see some events that are coming on in the Farringdon area, uh, what have we got on the first, something new starting first Thursday. Uh, no, this is not new. First Thursday of the month is a folk night at Swan. But what is going to be new is the second and fourth Thursdays of the month down at the Swan, uh, there's going to be new acoustic nights, new and open, an open mic night session starting at 7.30. That's the second and fourth Thursday of the month, uh, well, starting from uh, July, starting from this month. First Sunday of the month, uh, we've still got uh, the 15-minute club, uh, obviously been good for a number of years now, about six seven years so if anybody wants to get down there get up and play guitar get down there about 7 30 have a word with david reynolds and uh he'll find you a 15 minute slot and that's that that's at the portwell cellar bar in the marketplace and uh, as we've mentioned uh, numerous times and we'll keep mentioning until it's too late to mention it uh farringdon festival uh, in its new location in folly park 6th 7th and 8th of july and if you want to find out a bit more about that we do have a a Farringdon Festival special. So if you go to our website, a uh, show put together for, with uh, from the Ladder Factory, our music show, and uh, you'll find out a little bit more, more detail about that and some of the bands that are going to be playing at that event. Saturday the 14th of July, uh, Decades, a uh, local uh, covers band playing at the Swan at 9pm. And also on the same day, we've mentioned it earlier, but there's the uh, Alumni Open Day, Farringdon Community College. Uh, that's on Saturday the 14th of July, 10 till 2 o'clock uh, during the day, not at night. School is open to all former pupils and staff and members of the community who want to go up and find out what's happening at the school throughout uh, the many departments of, uh, well, what is now, of course, uh, Farringdon 
uh, Academy of Schools. Uh, help me. Oh, this is all part of a 50th, 50th celebration. I think there is a bit more detail about this. If you go into the Farringdon uh, Community College School as well, and there's more detail about that event on there. And the 20th and 21st of July, Friday, Saturday, is the first, I think it's the first of this year anyway, of the Lord Berners Bizarre Magical Walks uh, with Peter Webster. Not Peter Webster. Wrong Peter. I've forgotten his surname now. That's embarrassing. Um, I'm sorry about that. We did do interview Peter last month, uh, last year, on one of our shows, one of our Farringdon uh, radio shows, if you want to find out a little bit more about this. But uh, Peter goes around, um, well, uh, doing an impersonation of uh, uh, Lord Heber Percy, or Lord, Lord Berners, and doing a presentation of uh, magical tricks around different parts of the town centre, uh, sort of showing off different historical parts of the town centre while he's doing his magical tricks. I tell you what, it's £5, begins at the Old Town Hall, 6.30, that's Friday the, and Saturday, 20th and 21st July. I think there are about six of these throughout the summer he's doing. Um, if you find the details on uh, Farringdon, uh, Farringdon Online, uh, a lot more details on there about it. Five pounds, but you could just get in touch with Peter on Farringdon two four zero nine two five. Farringdon two four zero nine two five. Five pounds, well spent. Good hour and really enjoyable, I assure you. On the twenty first of July, uh, I don't know the band at all. Don't know them, but there's a band called Claire Free. Is that the name of a band? I, don't know. I keep seeing that advertised outside the Bell Hotel. It sounds like Claire, and she's free. That's not appropriate, is it? Anyway, it's a blues guitarist singer, 9pm till 12 on Saturday, 21st July at the Bell. And on the 21st, same night, uh, Portwell Angel, a uh, band called Bad Cardigan, uh, indie folk duo, who uh, they've just sent us a couple of tracks, actually. So uh, perhaps we'll be playing one of their tracks in an upcoming uh, show, perhaps in a couple of weeks' time. And on the 11th of August, uh, this is a really good evening, I tell you, it'll be a cracking evening this one, uh, back at the Swan again, a uh, new group in Farringdon called Eat, Love, Sing, and we play one of their tracks on our next show, uh, acoustic duo with a wonderful female vocalist fronting this acoustic duo, and that's uh, August 11th, Saturday August 11th, Eat, Love, Sing at the Swan here in Farringdon. I think that's a pretty decent roundup of things that are going on in the area during the next few weeks. And I say, um, don't forget, Farringdon Festival, 6th, 7th and 8th of July. And we're going to end uh, this week's show with a, with a band that uh, well, have been going a number, number of years now, about five or six years. I think probably one of Farringdon's busiest band. And they're going to be playing at the Farringdon Festival, like uh, everybody we played on this show tonight. And this is Disclosure, with a track of theirs called Sticks and Stones. Mm-hmm. 